Welcome to Rebel FM, episode 278. Bam! I'm, I'm Anthony Boom, Motherfucker, Did you have the site open on your iPad? No, I didn't. I just remembered last time. <laughs> um, was something so traumatizing last time that you remembered? No, just I don't remember why I remembered. Um, <laughs> today, you know, I'm Anthony Gagos, joining Mitch Dyer. That was Gangster. Uh, Matt Chandernay. Badass mofo. And Arthur Gies. Yeah, that was... Today I discovered Raelianism. What? Railing in I think well it has an umlaut over the A, so I'm not sure how you say that. Raleighism. I think it's I think the A umlaut over the A is an A sound. So Raleighism. 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 I believe it's over called Over U, it's an O. So over an o. I'm a big fan. I'm a big rails? fan of this this gas station in Circle K. Like my girlfriend gets annoyed Circle when I talk K's about it great. sometimes because <laughs> I'm like that gas station has everything and it's so clean. Like they literally have everything. They have a Jamba Juice machine, a uh-huh. make your own Holy milkshake shit, machine. Really? Yes, and they have like buy your whole pizzas. Is buy there a this, Circle K here? There's one in Alameda. No I, shit. I drive it's by. The last one. <laughs> I, dri- I drive by and it's like pristine. And but they always you know, have like Circle K is a Japanese they, gas station. So they always have like seven. Or they always have like store. seven people working no. there. And they're always uh, Asian people that I feel like are probably recent immigrants. Like a very and the, and the group there, it's kind of like one of those things where you're are like, they like Malaysian or something. Yeah, it's like it's like I feel like you're bringing in family friends. You mm-hmm. know, right. but every time I go in there, there's like two new people. <laughs> and I was and I was always like I feel like there's something to this place like so it it's g- like the Golden Lotus it gives me that stores. vibe of Golden Lotus exactly <laughs> exactly and then For those today listening at home that do not live in the Bay Area Golden Lotus is a vegan vegetarian Thai Chinese place run by a religious cult oh yeah it, it follows place? it follows uh, Supreme Master Ching Hai. God so, damn, you remember that because you've eaten at that place. But, so uh, but this Raelianism, uh, I, the reason major. I figured out that I think this place is run by Raelianists, or at least they have one, is that there's like this little, there's like this girl there who's like four foot eight and, you know, small, petite little thing. And then she, I saw her forum and I was like, damn, she has a tattoo like mine, just a big ass tattoo. And I was like, I would not have seen that coming. I was like, that's a Star of David. Oh, but there's a, there's a swastika inside it. A swastika. Like a, a Hindu David. swastika, right? Kind of, yeah. It's tilted, right? So it's not like the not the that the. Well, it's probably not, yeah. the, it's probably the faces the other direction too. Uh, but either way, either way, when you see a swastika that close to a star, David, I don't care what direction it's pointing. <laughs> your you brain, your brain, your brain's immediately. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I looked it up, and it's it's a Raelianist symbol, and Raelianists are people that believe Raelianist. that that all things about angels, Jesus, Muhammad, all these dudes were aliens that have come and impersonated people no. and they've come to, 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 and they actually, they actually, it's like the beginning of Prometheus. They made right. us by, by like spreading the, uh, their genes and stuff here on earth. And wow. we are just descendants of these aliens. I so hope they're right. Chill Scientology. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they believe, they believe in like sexual, sensual meditation. I don't even know what that means, but Am I, do I dare I look? This so up? anyways, that, that's just now I'm that really now that Circle K is like a completely different world for me because realism. Wow. This I is already I just, way I more I found my new religion than, yeah. than any video Holy game conversation we were going to have. Shit. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe it. You know, like <laughs> like I knew that there was something up with these people because they're very cliquish, you know, and central meditation rail. Yeah. So it's like. I'm sure. It's I'm a sure. UFO religion founded in 1974 by Claude Vorlon, known as rail. They have about 70,000 adherents worldwide. Sensual meditation is the set of exercises made public by Claude Vorlon. 
They call the extraterrestrials the Elohim, which I feel like Elohim, which is an, Elohim. which is a Jewish name for God. Yeah. I'm almost positive that Tom Bissell stole this name and put it in Gears of War for something. So, <laughs> so either way, he does that. Either way, very strange, you know. And it just like again, it was just a weird start to my pre-coffee brain that I was like, this girl has a fucking swastika tattoo. Like, like I just don't typically hear about too many anti-Semitic Asian people. Like you know what I mean? Like that's just not something here. <laughs> right. About. So I was just like, this is this is weird. This but is it weird. turns out she wasn't an anti-Semitic. No, she's not. It's just, it's it just was, this. Is this just this religion with which we were totally unfamiliar? Yeah. There's a character mascot in Japan. Yeah. It's just kind of looks like a, it's like a Teletubby Met Sailor Scout. There yeah. are six phases of sensual meditation. Here we go. Fifth and sixth <laughs> seem to be potentially sexual in nature. Awesome. Okay. Uh, well, either way, just again, super just, down. Just threw me for a weird loop that that's like the, my favorite gas station. I mean, look, those people know how to run a clean ship. I'll give them that. Well, next week when I come back, what would the aliens I say about a dirty okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, video games. Yep. Speaking of aliens, I beat StarCraft too. Yay! And Was there central meditation? <laughs> there. Uh, I mean, that game was all about the Protoss you know separating themselves from their sensual from meditation the <laughs> so did you yeah. did you have faith that you were going to get past your game stopping bug uh after i tried it a second time the level you know i was able to get through it so that was fine which really would have been a bummer because i feel like the only reason to play through the story and the story's good it's mm-hmm. not bad mm-hmm. um is just to play the epilogue because if you mm-hmm. don't play the epilogue like you know like a lot of times you're like oh an epilogue's fine you know like like, I feel like there's a lot of books you could read and stop and not read the epilogue, and it gives you a conclusion of the book. The epilogue in this is, like, that's the real ending. Uh, like, that's... Or else you don't get the real ending sure. of, like, what huh. happened. So... I've heard How the ending kind of goes epilogue? off the rails. The, the, the epilogue is three missions. One final run is the Protoss, Terrans, and Zerg. That's oh, pretty that cool. makes sense. That's pretty fun. So it's one final wrap-up of them all going on one final mission that's, like... We're probably not coming back from this one. How many of those can they possibly go? So, at least three. I mean, the way the epilogue ends, it's like I guess there, that's the last. If there one, ever is another StarCraft, it will not have the characters that you came to know. Which makes me wonder, like, where chronologically the Nova stuff fits in, and any expansions they do after Nova. I mean, that could continue. There, right. there are still characters, but your key, like, four big ones, they're all gone. You know. Mm-hmm. What do you mean gone? Don't actually don't say that. God damn it. I feel like that might be a little I don't too mean, much I don't mean they're, I'm not going to say they're dead or whatever. I'm just saying that they set up the story in a way they are that no it, longer would, it, would be very, it would be very weird if they continued their stories. Or if they become Karenergan. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool... Mitch, you always find bold and new ways to fuck up your mic stand. It's unbelievable. It's because I refuse cool to actually just sit in a way that lets the mic exist near me. I have to... Still very much worth about. playing. I've been playing more Heroes of the Storm as well. That turns is out I'm fascinating to me. Turns out I'm really good at that game. Yeah, it's because it's Cause really it's baby easy. Dota. <laughs> well, but, but, but there are no, but there's a lot of strategy that goes into uh, like uh, the team comp for for certain like like when I play with the, when I play with five stack. Yeah, that, that, that is a totally only different way I would set of ever play that game again. Yeah, right. I would that's, never play that, that game with that, four. That's what I mean, right? Ugh. So when I'm playing no. a five stack, it's like a totally different thing. And because f- you can coordinate exactly, and I feel like yeah. there's a lot of strategy goes into that because the objective maps really. I mean, there are literally some maps that you can't win without yes, doing the objectives. I, I and actually if, blocked out the objective part of the maps. Yeah, I mean, there's oh, there's man. at least one that the only way to kill their nexus is through the objective. Yep. So it's like it's like the only way you can access the nexus, right? Yeah, I mean, you literally can't do damage. Is that to a it. new map? Uh, it's it's this one with like raven skulls, and you got to launch the raven cannons. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I, no, that's not that's that's. Um, there but I I really enjoy that game. I don't know. It's well, it, I I enjoy it because 
it is so simple. Like I don't, you know, I'm not worrying about itemization and not like pulling up someone's build guide. Like for me, have you spent money on it? I've spent uh, five dollars XP boost on a three D character pack that was on sale. Okay, cool. So beyond that, no, I've I've gotten characters for free through gold or from friends. Can you see yourself spending money on that game? I mean, it's very tempting. There are a lot of characters I like. And like I said, it's a quick thing. Like, I have 30 minutes. That means I can knock out two matches. Dude, I didn't even love that game, and I feel like I would have spent money on it. Like, I wanted to buy cool characters. But I don't want to buy skins. Like, that's the thing. Like, just oh, like I Dota, do. I've love never it. bought Dota skins, ever. Cool. I'll it's just like, gift you all the axe shit. I've never want, bought. Huh? That's why when you guys see my fucking, uh, in Dota, you guys see my courier, you're like, who's dumb courier is that? Because <laughs> I've never purchased a cool courier. I'm going to start gifting you shit in Dota 2, and you're going to be like, all right, I got shit. I didn't want I to think show the it off. The only Dota. money I've ever spent in Dota is I think I bought one compendium. Yeah, for TF4. And way back in the day, I bought keys to unlock chests. Yeah. When that Which was, like, don't still exist thing. anymore. Yeah. So I like... That was the only time I ever spent money on Dota. Thank God. Like, I'm a bad customer. Honestly, I'm, I'm that person that's You're the just person like, they don't want playing No, you're Dota. not, actually. You're, it's fine. I still play a lot. It, but yeah, it's, so it's not just that like, you're like, you pay. It's also you are content. Yeah. Like, they, by people all people means, they are happy to have you in the game. Yeah, sure. I'm, it's just, you know, I, I, I am not that person who's like, uh, what's, what's the... A whale. What's the... the like, the, I am not a good... T- like, I'm trying to think of the acquisition. Like, I'm not, I'm not a very good acquisition for uh, them, like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, the, the, the hours in to, per money. Like... It's fine. They have I me. bring down the percentage. Um, you, you and I balance it out. Yeah. Whereas in League of Legends, I probably spent, like, $50, which still isn't that much over the sure. several years. So, um... Man, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm a pretty... I'm a pretty skimpy free-to-play player a lot of times, you know? Some great fucking irony to that. I've spent twenty dollars in Marvel Heroes, so <laughs> bias. So, and I've given away much more than that to friends. How how have you spent money on a game you work on? Uh, like, because you were literally like next to this. the guy. There's no there's no before, way for them to give each other. Free no, shit. there is now. Well, okay, but before but I worked, it wasn't characters. Right? Be, it was before just I worked before yeah, and before I worked at the studio, they didn't just dump a ton of currency on me. Right. So I wanted to play the game for the interview. So I bought a few things. So that I could like play through the game once and not and, go like, into the interview it. like an asshole. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite thing about Marvel Heroes? Nah, I don't know. There was definitely <laughs> some stuff <laughs> they asked me. Like I, my boss when he interviewed me was like, "I really liked your answer to this question." It was just one that I didn't answer because I just forgot. <laughs> 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 and there was at least one answer on the test that I said, "There's no way I can answer this properly. It's a loaded question." And that yeah. was my answer. That's really good. <laughs> so, that's ballsy. Yeah, well, it was true. It was like it was like design an item that would be good for players like this, this, and this. I'm like, I literally can't do that without a spreadsheet of every item in your game like, <laughs> to know if it's balanced and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like you, designing in a vacuum is like absurdity. Uh-huh. Um, it's like your fucking employment exam is the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I am destined to fail at this, so I will. I, will I, I opt out. So uh, yeah, I finished StarCraft and then I played a bunch of uh, Wheel of Fortune on Nintendo. No, what? That's a good game. <laughs> like on the NES. The NES. I built a Raspberry Pi emulation machine. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, you know, it's like for $70, I got this kit that came with the, the board, a little like two inch by three inch case. It's a very small computer. Okay. And a Wi-Fi dongle and a memory card. And, you know, I loaded that up with some stuff. So and I it's could just go back. what? Android? Yeah. And I mean, well, it runs, it runs Linux. Okay. So it's like, 
it requires a little bit of knowledge. And then once you get a setup, you kind of feel like a badass because literally it's just one power cord, one HDMI, and then like any, like mm-hmm. a PS4 controller. And you can go back and play these things. And I've been playing uh, Wheel of Fortune with my girlfriend just because that is a fun NES game. Like that's a game I love that, 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 and that still holds up because it doesn't need graphics or anything. It's yeah. literally just pick a letter, solve right. word that's puzzles. That's like the Wheel of right. Fortune meta has changed in particular. Exactly. There's a reason that show <laughs> is like basically the same on TV to this day. And why yeah. old people watch it. Yeah. Um, really good game, man. That's yeah. like that's like one of the only games. Like I, so many other games, I tried to go back to like Contra and stuff, and I have like no patience no. for that shit anymore. You should play ActRaiser because it's the best game ever made. ActRaiser is amazing as well. Totally right there with you. But like there are a few games like that that I go back now and I play that I'm like, oh, this is so brutal. I just don't have the patience for it anymore. Yeah. Like you know, and at the same time, like Infinite Lives doesn't make it very satisfying either. No, yeah. it's just like once once you remove the challenge from it, it, it's not fun anymore. It's like the X Men arcade game. Like oh, this game fucking sucks because it's just built to good. beat the shit out of me. Yeah. But I loved it so much as a kid because it was Wolverine and Storm, and now it's just trying to get me to pay quarters and it's cheap and I die a lot and this isn't fun and I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. So I, I've I've been you know. I put like probably hundreds of games on this thing, and that really I, I'm going to go own any of those games in real life. I own yes, some all of them. Of them. Uh, I'm going to have to go through and delete a lot of them because I think I want to give this thing to my parents. That's the original reason oh, I built cool. it. My parents would want only three games: Doctor Mario, Tetris, and Vegas Stakes for Super Nintendo. Oh my god, Nintendo are you going to like get the system. Tengen Tetris to put on there? Oh, the competitive one. That's a really good idea. They'd probably love that. Well, no, not the competitive. It's like the the sort of like the unlicensed like oh ten that's right they were the company that made unlicensed shit or like not licensed by nintendo like they had the license to make tetris just not a nintendo cartridge right tengen made the carts that were like black a lot of times yes, and stuff like there that was, they had gauntlet versions oh god yeah okay. and they were like uh, the tip of them would be like triangularly shaped and they do weird cartridge I, somehow this became an episode of retronauts but yeah <laughs> um but yeah well because i've been playing these old games but man uh, I, I will say to this day like you remember that game this is vegas that never came yeah. to fruition like man i if someone were to ever make a game like that it has to be vegas sticks that is still vegas sticks this is day, that game anytime it's still I, to this day one of the best super nintendo games we were just like bombing around the casino going it's i'm a, gonna it's, play some fucking for a bit I'm gonna talk it is to a skeezy dude. vegas rpg yeah it's really like, do you want to buy this watch off someone that he says is made of platinum uh, <laughs> it turns out it wasn't you lost money like it's like it's like Oregon Trail in Vegas in a way. <laughs> I yeah, it went, oh, I totally forgot about this is Vegas, but that was the first thing I thought of when they announced this the game. This is Vegas, that's where this is Vegas Stakes. Yeah, so Vegas Stakes. Amazing game. If you can ever find a way to play it, you should. Um and then uh I don't know, I haven't played Fallout. I've been a bad boy. Why I, is that bad? Like I have a feeling wanna, that when you have some days off, like that's all you're gonna do. No, it's do. true. It's just that I really wanted to get through Starcraft first, just because it felt like it was like one of those games. It's like it's an, it's a sort of now or never. Yeah, I need to do that. I need to finish that this week for work. And I instead of playing Fallout, I was playing Rainbow Six because I felt guilty every time I played Fallout. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, are you are doing the review for Rainbow Six? Yeah, I've written it. Uh, it's in edits right now. Okay. Did you do a prelim thing? No. No, it's so, nothing even live now. Uh, nothing is live on the site right wow. now. Rainbow okay. Six it didn't work when it launched. Right. Rainbow, <laughs> Rainbow Six. It's uh, last week you talked to us about some single player about single the situations. Player, yeah. Uh, situations. Um, Did I talk about how if you disconnected, you stop earning renown in single player missions? No. Like so, like the servers kept going down, and I think that there's actually a thing that will disconnect you if you're idle for too long from Uplay's servers because Ubisoft is cheap, and so like. If you are playing a situation and pause it and walk away for a little bit, you're going to come back and you're going to be disconnected and you're not going to earn any renown from that mission. From the single player missions. Yes. Kill me. Cool. 
Like you cannot earn any renown when you are disconnected from Uplay's. Time out. What the fuck is renown? So which there, currency it, of the five is that? There are two <laughs> kinds of in-game currency. Okay. Uh, the kind that you earn in Rainbow Six Siege is called renown. So like playing matches gets you renown. Watching tutorial videos gets you a little Ugh. bit of renown. Playing situations or terrorist hunt gets you renown, and that's what you use to unlock characters. You can also upgrade guns, which I didn't realize until extremely recently. Huh. Uh, but you spend renown uh, to upgrade guns, and guns are operator specific. Mm-hmm. No, so they're even not. If, yeah, they, <laughs> no, so, they're not. So that's the, awful. So like Doc and Twitch are two different characters that yes. I think have the the like a Spas twelve variant, like a. a a, shot, a CQB shotgun. Yeah. Uh, it's like the same one. The model is the same. If you upgrade docks, Twitches does not get upgrades. Oh my god! Wait, no. Twitches does not get upgrades. Yeah. So Ever? everything I've heard about no. this game. Well, economy. I mean, you you have to upgrade it separately. Oh, oh, oh. like you. Right. Have, every operator's weapons can be upgraded, but you right. But no, it, there's I know, no I understand what you're crossover. Saying. I yeah. just imagine the Final Fantasy X like materia wheel thing. Where it's just this like branching thing of different fucking orbs and directions for different abilities and unlocks and skills, and it's like okay, but it's just, not. It's so it's not even no. that complicated because like no. it's not it's like pretty you, simple. You there's, buy primary, there's primaries and secondaries and utility items for each. Everybody character. has at least two primary weapons. Yeah. Some people have three. Yeah, but uh, so and the way it each works one is can like, be upgraded with sights and barrels and shit. So you have to unlock characters and guns individually separate yes. from the each guns, other the guns are unlocked currency. no you have you, you have okay to, uh, okay that's upgrades. great you no, pay the, the, renown yeah. for weapon upgrades okay right so like red dot sites or holographic sites or silencers <sighs> or barrels i like, feel like in a game where you lock character like it's one or the other you don't lock characters and weapon parts you do one or the other in your game that is 60 dollars. how about you don't lock characters or at, weapon parts all, behind a grind all. In a game you're charging sixty dollars exactly. for, like yeah. don't do that. I'm so over this progression system in a game that costs me that much money. Like I just want to play the fucking game, especially if it's multiplayer only. Like there's no campaign. Yep. So to unlock every character in the game, it would cost uh, two thousand plus four thousand. I'm going to do math. I will say this: why he figures that out real quick. Just to on that note, yeah, that Heroes of the Storm doesn't make you unlock talents anymore. It just gives oh, you good. All oh, that's, that's awesome. great. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because it took till what? Like level 20? Level 10, I think, to 10? get them all. With that character or something. But either way, now they just... That's like, perfect. You have access to that's all their great. talents immediately. That's good, because that actually respects the player's time and understanding of the game. Uh, Battlefront, also just to... I think it's like 20,000 renown to unlock every character. That's How much do you earn after the average good match? Between 100 to two or 300 renown. Nope. Can I pay for <laughs> renown boosts? You can pay for boosts, but not you for cannot renown. buy renown. Yeah, but I can so pay all for of the things you just right said, now you can't buy characters. Every single thing you're saying right now is just destroying my interest. So in everything this game, about no matter how good it is, everything about the way the character unlocks in that game works is exactly like it works in Heroes of the Storm or League of Legends. Like it's exactly yeah, that which way. you'd mentioned like, before. And you can grind current, you grind currency to unlock characters. Uh, except in those games, they're free. Yes. And you're grinding to unlock characters. And if you spend $60 in Heroes of the Storm or League of Legends, you're going to get a bunch of shit right away and not have to wait for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Rainbow Six Siege, you pay $60, and no matter what you do, you're going to have to wait to get a bunch of shit. Do they, no, give, you, do, do they give you boosts I no for free? For that at all. Uh, I think that there's a Uplay boost you get. I was going to say, well, because you know, Heroes of the Storm Uplay. gives you boosts as you level up and stuff. No, it, you get one free boost. And <sighs> otherwise, boosts... <laughs> Boosts can only be purchased with buyable currency. I'm not playing this like shit. Like a Let's separate, play the storm. a separate in-game currency. 
uh, and you can only buy that in-game currency in bundles like Xbox Live points last generation. Oh my god! That's well, you and not in small enough. Let's not just play door kickers or whatever it's yeah. called. Door not, kickers is fucking dope. Not in small enough amounts that you would just buy the boost. So there's that. Also, like right now, you can't buy characters or renown, but the wording on the store page very much suggests that they are going to introduce that it system keeps them at safe some point. If they do decide they want to, and there's <laughs> been suggestions that I've seen from people that some of the new operators they're going to announce and add over They'll time be sold individually will be like four thousand renown or six thousand renown or ten thousand ten dollars, uh, or maybe they'll sell them. Like I'll bring up the the image right now. But okay. Uh, well, well you do that. Thing. Just, like, if you're going into terrorist hunt, you're going into multiplayer matches over and over and over again. Uh, is the game fun enough to make you think that I want to, you know, just change up my experience in these minor ways? Well, do they? Let me ask you too. Like, uh, if if they're going for all these free to play things too, I'm curious. Do they give? Uh, Read to us, Anthony. It says, buy R6 credit packs here to unlock more content, such as operators, weapon skins, or renowned boosters. So. Yep. Uh, I'm curious, do they give you daily quests and stuff like that? There are challenges with specific characters, but you have to unlock challenges oh over time. Oh my god. Because I just mean, like, for me, like, one of the things I like about Heroes of Storm, Hearthstone does this, all these is games there's do, like all sorts is of you log in, quests. it's like, here's your daily quest, play three no, things with this, get out, like and you got your money. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the reason this is in particular fucked is that, like, the character system is that there are 20 operators right now. Uh, there are 10 attackers and 10 defenders, uh, I think. I think that sounds right. I'm going to have to double there check might be 16 be sure before I write I my, right. before I finalize my review text, <laughs> uh, 10 attackers, 10 defenders, like each attacker and defender can only be picked. Uh, only one person can be a specific operator. So like, okay. like Dota. If, let's say that you have three attackers unlocked and your other teammates pick those three attackers. You're playing as the recruit. You're playing as the generic ass recruit who has like half the equipment of anybody else in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Can the recruit be like upgraded to get his own no. distinct? What the fuck? Recruits are just recruits. Also, there are specific operators that suck for specific modes. Like there is a dude who has a, a debt charge, like a breaching charge that like does a cluster bomblet inside, which is great for That's killing cool. enemies. And hostages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and nobody wants to kill the hostage. So, like, it, picking him is stupid. Or picking, like, Thermite in a in a hostage rescue is bad because, like, it would be very easy to kill a hostage with his, like, with his, like, super... Capri-Prezone. So, like, what is the utility of that particular uh, hero? Like, he like, can do he that, can which is great. He can breach reinforced but... walls. Or reinforce trap doors. But if it's just going to blow up and fuck Well, he's just got to know exactly yeah, what he's Yeah, you just doing need it. to know right. like where you're breaching. And like right. it, it defeats the the wall barricade, like the, the super sure, barricades. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is important. Like that's people set up walls specifically to create fields of fire and stuff like that. But and, then Thermite's like, nah. And there are other characters where like, uh, I think it's Twitch that has like a remote drone that can disable people. Um, and like, there's a character that can see heartbeats through walls and there's a character that can see electronics, uh, like on her little monitor. So when you're looking for a bomb, for example, she's really useful because she can see from a pretty big distance where bombs are. So if your drones didn't find them, you can then, at least have another scout. Yeah. Like you can actually cool. more easily find them. See, so it's like that shit that makes me super interesting. Yeah. Like that's like, there's very much like a MOBA style character dynamic but the thing about, and I talk about this in my review, so if you read that and hear this, there's going to be some overlap, uh, is that in something like Dota or League or Heroes, like 
there are specific kinds of utility and multiple heroes that can accomplish those things. Like it's not one character that has reliable stun. It's not one character that has chase. Like multiple characters have overlap for specific kinds of things. And in, in rainbow six siege, it seems like only this character can do this. Like only this character can do that. Like there's not a lot of overlap. The only overlap is like, well, several characters have breaching charges right? and everybody can reinforce two walls. Yeah. Uh, but there's just not there's not enough overlap for like really mission critical things. I think, man, I, just to get in front of it, I know a lot of people bust my balls and our balls about like, well, you guys are complaining because it's just not enough like Dota. But man, like they fucking get it. They know what they're doing. But Their it's not just like it's not it's not just that it's not like Dota. It's the like they're like lifting progression systems from free to play games. And then in a very shame, in a very like shameless way, and not being free to play. Yeah, like, and that's the problem. Is it's not that it's not Dota; it's that it's shitty. Not for me, it's that it's not. It's not Rainbow Six, is what it sounds like. To me. I, I think that the the thing is that when you're playing with a group of people and you're coordinating, it is a unique multiplayer experience because as defenders, like you're setting up, you're posting up traps, you're trying to keep drones from seeing targets, and as attackers, like you're looking for a way in, and then after the preparation phase everybody's waiting are you always assaulting a house uh it's always it's, it's always, always a small buildings. space um and so i'll get to that in a second i'll put a pin in that so the thing is that like once the investigation phase is done like there's like this extended m- sort of semi-silence as you're like when are the attackers going to come so in? so tense like <laughs> where are they coming like, from oh my god it's it's too quiet <laughs> Shit, was that somebody upstairs? Was that one of us? Check the cameras, check the cameras. And then, like, everything goes quiet, and then all of a sudden, everything fucking goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why the game demos so well. Is yeah. Like, the core mechanics are so good in an isolated instance, right? Like, everything happening is cool in that game. Uh, but then the lock is really annoying. And so all of that is fun, and, like, as attackers and defenders, there's, like, very specific strategies, and I really like that. And, like, the idea of misdirection with breaching charges or like coordinating with your teammates is really good. Mm-hmm. If you were not going into that game with a five stack and even two, like if at least three people on your team don't have mics, you're going to lose. It requires more teamwork and coordination than any game I can think of off the top of my head recently. Like, and has the fewest means of communicating with your team outside of voice of any game like cool. that I've ever there's played. No, like, there's no like, ah. No point here. There's okay. no like you Stand can leave a up. marker, but there's no like voice commands or anything like that. And like even that, like blow this or like setting timers or things like that. And like other games have done this. Yeah, like, like Rainbow Six. Well, there's a lot of other games that have had contextual things. Like if you look at a window and you were to hit A, it'd be like, like Rainbow, it'd six. be like window, this window. Yeah, you know? I don't remember if Vegas had that stuff. Yeah, it did. You would um, tell your dudes, you'd press A, like go to that cover, go to that door, well, yeah. stack up, use these things, enter this way, go now. Yeah, like there were really good commands. Like none of that's none of that's in there. Like to communicate with other people, and and well, honestly, just like a lot of people don't use mics. I don't mind losing, but like when I'm losing because my team refuses to use a mic, like. That's frustrating. And I say this as someone who is like, I don't really want to deal with people with mics. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to use a mic. Have uh, you had anybody like on your teams that are just like, my only thing to do here is fire my gun the second I'm in the map and start throwing grenades because fuck coordination. No, because you don't really get enough grenades or ammo to do that. Hmm. So, That's disappointing. And not everybody. <laughs> very few people actually get grenades. Like very few characters have grenades. Hmm. Um, and there's not. It's just all the customization stuff that made rainbow six really cool. Like in Vegas, like all of that's gone. Like there's just not really much in the way of customization. Like you Man. can get weapon skins, but that's not the same thing. 
Yeah. Um, in a vacuum, this game sounds so cool. Like, and, and like there cool. are moments where it's super fun. Yeah. Like, and winning a, a match in that game against a good team feels incredible. But I, I think that the odds are against you if you don't have like a group of people to play with. So, do you do think it'll be an esport? No, not I with this progression that, system. No way. So the thing is, like, League has a progression system for public and ranked games, but the professional scene totally ignores all of that meta. Yeah. Like, all of that metagame stuff is not in the game. Like, they just pick heroes. Everybody's on the same playing field. And I think that that would be the way to go. And if they do, like, eSport matches, like, that's how it will work. And, like, they'll go in and everybody will have every fucking character unlocked. It'll be on special builds. And that'll be that. Like... And that the thing is that if that's what your eSport looks like, why the fuck isn't the game like that? Yeah, just let your players have the same experience as the top 1%. It'd be hilarious if there was a tournament and everybody had to actually unlock the characters. Right? That they oh, man, I don't with. have Thermite unlock. Everyone's Shit. recruits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, like... You have, like, 24 hours to, like, get enough for no <laughs> yeah, right. There continue to be really weird network issues with that game where, like... Starting it up, it refuses con- to connect to the Uplay servers. Like, at cool. the menu, it just, like, loses its Uplay connection. Like, when you're matching weird, into games. Uplay is normally super stable and reliable. I've had a ton of people, like, drop. Like, I, you watch people fall out of games. I had a bunch of people telling me that their friends have to reset their consoles. And doing a cursory internet search, I'm finding that this stuff is on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Does it's it not, let you rejoin a match you're in? I don't think so. So if you, It's not like Dota, where, like, you can reconnect right. to a match. It's not... It doesn't do that, man. Um, if you disconnect, you disappear from the world. Is an AI take over? You disappear from the world. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean yeah, your AI would probably really. be a liability, but you know, yeah, um, better than he, at least he would world. have a gun pointed. So, at something. so like that's one problem, but it may be resulting in some other things. Like I've heard people complain about this, and I've definitely experienced this where I've gotten shot around walls, cool, like around corners. Like yeah. I've dodged fire and still gone down. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty, which yeah. Battlefield. Is yeah. actually a better example. Battlefield Four. Had, I mean, like, is it really because they're doing problems. local hosts, right? No, it's not so servers. it's theoretically on servers unless you're playing Terrorist Hunt. Uh, mm-hmm. But competitive multiplayer is, is supposed to be on UPlay servers, although it's telling me my NAT settings at the menu all the time, um, which is weird. Don't do that um, if you're a dedicated server. So, like, it was a, in Battlefield. It was a tick rate thing, like. That the number of times the server like asked where physics objects were were really low, and that people were getting killed by magic bullets because of that, and it really seems like that might be a problem in Siege. I always picture like those bullets in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. around the corner. Well, that's why like every kill cam in Call of Duty and they go the wrong way because they freak because they lose track. And of the kill target. cams in Rainbow Six are very much like that, where yeah. like you're like. That doesn't at all look like yeah. what I saw. That, right. Every I mean, final kill cam in Call of Duty is like they shot between my legs and I just my head exploded. Okay. <laughs> um, and just like things that seem like they should be hitting don't. And the lethality annoying. seems really hit and miss, no pun intended. Like it, in Vegas, especially, like if you shot somebody like and you got you you like nailed them in a in a good spot, like oh, they're good. probably dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, it doesn't necessarily feel that way. Is it because uh, different guys have different armor class? Different guys do have different armor, but even then, like it just feels like there are shots that seem like they're hitting when you're doing them, and then when you see the kill cam, like, and you died, they're just not at all. That's mm-hmm. my favorite feeling, Battlefield. <laughs> um, and that's something that it took Dice forever to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think maybe that might be a thing, but somebody's going to have to do better testing than I have. I have access to to find out, but. The, the hit detection feels weird, and it makes the guns feel kind of shitty sometimes. 
That's a bummer because the guns have always felt shitty in that game to me. Like my feedback at the first time we played it was like, man, this is really fun and inventive and satisfying. Things blow up real good. These ballistics are not good. Like the yeah. guns all feel A, the same and B, bad. Uh, so the thing about maps, like it's not that the maps are small. It's that everything in a match happens within a very small section well, of the map. That's what I mean. I mean, the mm-hmm. map itself has a, a tile, and then within that tile is a structure, and the fight takes place no, in the structure. So, like, the, the maps that weren't included in the betas, like, there are 12, uh, and there are some fairly large compounds, like it, like four or five buildings. But then like, it's isolated to one space in yeah, one but it's building. Yeah, but it's re- usually only ever going to be in one building, and a lot of times when you're alternating between attacker and defender, like your objective is in the same place as their objective was. I mean, how great would it be if it was like, like Rainbow Six has always been about like big sprawling tactical missions. It would be really great to have to get two hostages from two different houses. I I feel like it would need to be more than five on five for that to work. Yeah. And I, that does not seem to be something the game is capable of because terrorist hunt has a lot more models at any given moment than multiplayer, like adversarial does. And it runs at 30 frames per second. Hmm. So at some point, I think the destructibility of terrain is actually putting enough stress on the engine that they can't pull that off. Destructibility of terrain and running AI processes. Well, and, and the terrain deformation is really good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's really impressive. Uh, it's super fucking annoying at times, but... It's also, like, not what that engine was ever meant to do. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what engine it's, it's using. Is, is it... I mean, they were going to do that with Patriots, too, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they finally just figured it Anvil? out. What's Anvil? Assassin's Oh, really? Yep. Well, Assassin's Creed moved to Anvil next. Yeah, yeah. That, well, it, this is that. Um, but it's like a splinter be, branch modified. Which is the same thing I think like everything runs on now, right? With it's the exception sort of. of like Splinter Cell Blacklist didn't. Like it was a version of. It was still Unreal 3. It was Unreal 3 with a bunch of other shit. 3.9999999999. But anyway, like there's a lot of really cool shit going on. I think that the game feels half-baked. It doesn't feel like there's a lot in the game for a $60 game. And for it to be as content sparse as it is in a $60 game. And it's restricted. For all that free-to-play credit grind bullshit to be in there feels especially insulting. Yeah, I'm not into that at all. I have no interest in playing this game anymore. Like, I don't care how fun it is. I don't want that. Um, but yeah, And, like, it just it feels like parts of something else. Like, it really does. Like, Surprise. there are very large levels that are not taken advantage of in any meaningful way. Like, that feel too big for five-on-five. Like, that feel like... Like, playing the situations, there are times where it comes together as a single-player experience. And, like, there's so much random story in that game and, like, character introductions and fucking backstory and fiction that it's like, wait, what the fuck was this supposed to be? How does Angela Bassett fit in this game? She is the one that activates Rainbow. She has, like, two minutes of screen time and then you barely see her at all. Great. Man. I mean, she looks great. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm great but she's six but it, like she doesn't do anything not she's really not around not really no right on like she does voiceover for the missions also like it's not even terrorists versus like rainbow it's raven it's, shield versus uh, it's rainbow versus rainbow yeah it's like two different rainbow operatives like killing or each other units, yeah i which is just weird it's pmcs weird. PMCs. And there are illusions <laughs> there are illusions to like a terrorist plot in the situation stuff because like every mission has an introduction that she actually gives. Like she gives like voiceover introductions to every every like scenario. But that's it. Like it what the fuck was this game before they're like this just has yeah. to ship. This is also getting into like 
way deeper nerdy shit, but is there any remnant of any Rainbow Six characters? Like, Not that I've seen, but that doesn't mean that they're not there. John Clark. I don't see any of that shit, but is again... There, is there Bing Chavez? Ding Bing Chavez. Chavez. Ding. Ding Chavez. Domingo Chavez. Ding, who was always the best character in every game. Yeah. His stats were always like... <laughs> Ding was super OP. His stats were fucked up. It was like Duke from G.I. Joe. But I was like, <laughs> putting an extra rainbow like, to, to the Vegas games, it's just like, really? Like, really? Like, the Vegas games were so, like, wildly ambitious in comparison to this. It's yeah. really... It's striking. Um so yeah, I, I think that there's like some really cool stuff in there. And actually if if Ubisoft supports it and really like puts their fucking shoulder into it, they could maybe make something happen. And it gets rid of all this gated garbage. But I think that they're gonna have to throw so much money into making it a competitive scene and like do something about the unlock system, at least on PC, because I, I think that the console audiences for this game will not last. Do I you think, think this is a situation like every mmo on pc where they launch for 60 and are free in a year like can something like this go free to play on console i don't know i don't think so i don't think ubisoft would do i think that their shareholders would flip out i think they'd they could see them dropping it to 20 bucks and like well what about like, like a year from now nobody's yeah. buying it well, that's I, I think 20 that, bucks six but months, you don't $10. get multiple bites of that apple you don't get to relaunch as free and suddenly like everybody i mean plays games you. drop in price pretty precipitously nowadays like yeah. you know what i mean like I've seen games, it's like they've been out for a month and a half and all of a sudden they're 30 instead of 60. Right, but that's you know. like just standard Christmas shit. No, yeah. but I'm just saying that I could see this game in a year just being $10 everywhere. But the, like, the thing is, like, it's not going to be worth anything because you can only play it with other people and nobody's going to be playing it. Except for, like, 500 dudes that are really fucking good at Rainbow Six Siege. Maybe when you buy uh, Far Cry Primal, it will come with a free code for there you go. this just to keep you playing. What game did they do that with? Do they, they Ubisoft has done that before, haven't they? Bundled games together like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that they did it with Beyond Good and Evil and Prince of Persia or something. Yeah, I'm a long not sure. time ago. I don't, like, buy these games. I, this should have been Ubisoft's first big AAA free-to-play game. Yeah. Is what it should have been. Well, yeah, they had Ghosts. They had a... Uh, oh, yeah, Phantoms or whatever it's called. Phantoms, Phantoms yeah. yeah. Which wasn't a terrible game. It was actually closer to Graw than this well, is to Rainbow Six. It also yes. got good. Hmm. Yeah, but the like thing it, is that like over time, that game looks cheap. Yeah, it looks like a so so free to play game, just like Dirty Bomb kind of suffers from this. Like Dirty Bomb doesn't look like a triple A game. Yeah, well, when you're going for a realistic art style, but trying to make it run on low end machines, it's like tough. good luck. It's Whereas, a tough thing. like if they had released this and just said, "Look, it's free to play. Here are all these systems. Like grind it out. Guess what? It's an esport, motherfuckers. Like that." that would have got people's attention. Like if this had launched as a free to play game, I think that a lot of the problems that it has would be way easier to overlook. I'm sure that that would had to have been an internal discussion at the studio that they at least thought about it. I mean, mean, like the game is practically built to be free to play already. Yeah. Which is just the bananas part. It, and you know what? Like it's got people that like it. There are definitely, because every time I say anything about it on Twitter, there's like definitely like a defense force that crawls out and is like, Maybe you should just be better at the game. If you would like to play a really good shooter, what you can do right now is you can buy Earth Defense Force 4.1. Oh my god, it's like everything I dreamed it would be. It, so. came, it came out on Xbox One and PS4. PC as Didn't well, it? I think. It's just, it's just Earth Defense Force 2025 from 360, but now I running... I really but, like that Earth Defense Force. No, that was though. the one you and I enjoyed. That was 2017. 2017 is the really, really good one. The first uh, one that came out on 360. 2025 is the one with like the robot suit and shit. Well, it's it an okay like one, but, it, but they're like, they're like now it runs at 60 frames a second. Oh, shit. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> I love that fucking series so much. I mean, 2017 so was like a sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. They also just released another, another one on Vita. I might buy that. Really? Like all of this yeah. just makes me, like all the Rainbow Six stuff just makes me want to play Terrorist Hunt for Vegas and Vegas 2. 
Which a lot conveniently of I have just because I bought Rainbow Six Siege. We did <laughs> oh, not you got get it for code free. from Ubisoft, so I have codes. If you have more, let me know. I might. I might have codes. I have them on these weird round things that are reflective That's how mine on are the side. Mm, I think yeah. they're also, they've been pretty cheap, like, just digitally. Yeah. I mean, you could find one for, like, $3 at a GameStop. Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, like the codes. And I I don't want to put 360 discs in my Xbox. Well, I have actually have not gotten that to work yet. Like, putting really? a disc Backwards in my have... system and seeing it, like, recognize it as a game I could play. Well, well, I, tried. Tried. I, haven't I did tried. it with Gears 2. Mm. And it didn't show up. Although mm. now I've got codes for every Gears game in my Xbox messages. Yep. Mm. Thanks, Gears War Ultimate Edition. Yep. Thanks, Gears. I never got mine. They should have showed up. They did not. Thanks. Well, Thanks for not choosing me. Dick next time. Yeah, no, right? Did you? Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, tell, me about, tell me about this new Star Wars planet. Called Yaku. 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 I think yeah. you mean Yaku. Tatooine because everyone thinks it's Tatooine, but a new name. It's not that. Stop it. Imagine Stop that. And a, that. In a whole galaxy spanning like world that there's more than one planet. Why would they aired. do two desert planets? I don't know. The same way that. I guarantee you the snow planet they show probably isn't fucking it's not hot, hot either. Yeah, it's like there are places that have snow. At a certain point, you run out of biomes. There are multiple places on Earth that have the same biome. You, you know, know what? For all the shit that the prequel trilogy gets, they showed a lot of very diverse fucking planets. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Geonosis was weird. And Lava world. Dirt rock planet. There was the crazy jungle thing jungle. where the, the Twi'lek Jedi got killed. Water. Felucia. Oh, yeah. Her name was Mushroom Alan World. world. Mushroom world. <laughs> I don't remember a mushroom world. That's Fallujah. Fallujah is the mushroom, is mushroom world. world. It's okay, fungus. Cool. It's not. It's like a jungle of mushrooms. Nice. There was the weird. Cool. You uh, go there and the force unleashed. Yeah, it was awesome. God, I actually really liked that game. I still it, never played it. Totally worth playing if you pick it up for like three dollars in some yes. sale or something yeah. like that. Don't play. Force don't bother with too. the second one. Yeah, that's, is it on? Is it on PC? I think it's on yes. Steam. Yeah, it's on yeah, Steam. Yeah, yeah. I've just you never actually it. downloaded. The it ultimate Sith edition is the one you want. Yeah, it's got the cool DLC, the what if stuff. Yeah, the what cool. is. Yeah, it was cool. Um, Sounds good to me. Anyway, Star Wars Battle, Battle Jakku, does it take place during the battle occurring? It when the, is when, the Battle of Jakku. So it's it's when, ostensibly in the movie, when you see the trailer and you see like a down Star Star. This is how that Star Star yes. gets down. So you also get a glimpse of it in the novel Lost Stars. Uh, but this is like, hey, this is what's going on in the, on the planet like I, during Lost the Civil Lost Stars is a novel about two kids who grow up to become Imperial officers. And it is... Is it a young adult fiction book? Yeah, but it's also still really good. Mm-hmm. It's like a really good story that happens to be Star Wars. And is that has mod- new canon? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. It's a story like I've always wanted. But it's which not the like, Journey to the Force Awakens it is. crap? It is Journey to the Force Awakens. Wait, I thought that Everything was... is Journey to the Force Awakens. <laughs> no, but I thought that was Chuck Wendig's series, you know what I mean? So uh, That's Aftermath. Aftermath is part of it. Journey to the Force Awakens and... It's just oh, like they're... It's everything that is after Jedi and before TFA canonically. Okay. I just I made a video for this for IGN. <laughs> so figure all this out yeah. in order. Trust me. <laughs> I was just adding those the Force Unleashed to my Steam account. Did we just discuss whether or not they're canon? T- uh, uh, Force Unleashed is not. Yeah, it's not. And I'm still not even sure where it stands. Like how canonical Battle of Jakku in Battlefront is. Like it is. They keep saying it's the dramatization of what happened at the. Battle well, I mean, of like there's there's well, like obvious. Given how much can either you can win or lose, like right. is either not, side. Of course. Well, well, not to mention, but, I guarantee you, no one at Dice saw anything from the film. Exactly. So there right. are like a couple different star destroyers, and so there's two maps. There's the the little one, which I don't actually like that much because it's it seems too small. It might be the smallest map in the game, um, 
and it's sort of just like a weird combat. Like that fifty dollars season pass, folks. Well, this is free. This is part oh, of free. Okay. Oh, but Jakku is free for everybody mm. right now. Um, and the, the the teeny tiny map is like a combat bowl with a couple routes around the edge of it, and it's peppered with like a crashed X wing here and an ATAT chunked up against the wall here. Does it feel like just Jakku. asset reuse the map? <sighs> no, because they. I mean, yes, in as much as like there are ATATs, but they're all like used in really inventive ways, like they are in the Force Awakens, where it's like. Oh, the hull of the body of an ATAT ended up becoming like someone's home. So they cool. break it open and fill it full of stuff and things like that. Uh, but the tiny map is just not that remarkable to me, especially side by side with Graveyard of the Giants, which is this enormous map with like. That's, ki- that's kind of capitalizing on that trailer. Yeah. Thing it's, where like, it's like, here's Star Destroyers it lying It is around. the visualization of, man, how'd that happen? <laughs> like, hmm. how'd that Star Destroyer get there? That's crazy. It's like. You're in this map, and it's it's already kind of happened. Like, the big stuff has happened. It's not... I mean, it'd be cool if they did some stuff like Battlefield, where they actually changed the map midway through. Yeah. So, so it's like a Star Star Falls, and now that is part level. of the Battlefield. So that's the kind of disappointing thing. It's like, on the horizon... Revolution. When the map <laughs> begins, first thing you see when you're on the Rebel side is there's a Super Star Destroyer careening toward the planet. And it's, like, beautiful, and it's on fire, and it's, like, it is that amazing sense of scale that you would want from that. And you can watch it, and it crashes in the distance, and the smoke, like, the sand plumes up, and it looks incredible. But it's happening 100 miles away. It's <laughs> so far away. Whereas everything on the battlefield that you're on has sort of already happened. There is a Corellian cruiser on the ground. There is uh, two Star Destroyers crashed on the on the planet. One of them is broken in half, and the other is still on fire. And it they're huge, and they're big. And flying around them, and the pieces of other ships, and there's, like, engines in the ground that are half-buried, and there's AT-ATs. Like ATATs during Walker Solo walking around, other dead friends of their old other ATATs, and like that they're stuff. Dead is, friends. They're dead ATAT <laughs> like, like sad horses. Dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and ATAT is kind of like a horse big with sad Star dog. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that map is really good. It feels really good. It's just it is big and beautiful and different, and it's cool to see a map that populated with we- like weird rad shit, like blown up Star Destroyers. They should put that on the marketing copy. Weird rad shit. Weird rad shit. Uh, and it's it's exactly the kind of like, uh, I really hate the word epic, but it is that like <laughs> epic scale of like dozens of people on the ground, and, like ships overhead flying. Totally. And, I mean, it sounds like they, I, I mean, mean in, epic is what you're fucking playing this game for. I mean, yeah, yeah. in the other maps, I feel like they nail the spectacle as yeah, well. Yeah, and like you see, like you're running down the, the battlefield of Hoth and like two TIE fighters scream overhead chasing it an X-Wing that, that's evading. Like that shit is so I just feel good. like that map in particular sounds like it would benefit so much from the Levolution crap, you know? Like just yes. in the sense that a Star Destroyer crashing and it would be cool if all of a sudden you could, it fell on its side and you like run in through its hangar bay. And now I mean, it makes, exactly. it makes sense for EA to lean into this at this point because they just had like an investor call or something where an exec admitted to the fact that like this game is not that deep like they it's they, not as uh, the quote was like it's it's meant for eight-year-olds and 20-year-olds to play on the couch together and it's not as deep as the hardcore might have expected or something might have effect. expected yeah as EA maybe have suggested i don't think there was ever the implication that there was depth there though i think if you have if you like play up dice's involvement in a shooter that it is suggesting certain i don't think that uh the old battlefront games were particularly i agree like this for me as someone who really loved the original battlefront was what i wanted like i didn't expect it to have whatever people think the battlefront games weren't designed by like the creators (laughs) yeah i feel feel like because it's been long as the battlefront came out people were expecting a star wars battlefield yeah you know what i mean but at the same time if it was that people would have lost it because it's not battlefront 
that yeah. would have been a very different kind of game. I know. I'm not, I, I, they de- look, Dice had the cards stacked against them. Totally. From day one. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like... I, they, ma- they made a faithful recreation of Battlefront instead of like, how can we push the shooter genre forward? Yeah. I just like... Battlefield has sold so many more copies than Battlefront ever did. Like, why would you not make a Star Wars Battlefield? Like, you have the name. It doesn't matter if, like, three million Battlefield. I don't know. Maybe it comes down mad. to, like, if we called it Star Wars Battlefield, EA would retain more ownership over the rights or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Disney and probably so would therefore have allowed they're it. like, they oh, well, then they couldn't ever make a sequel. No, they didn't need else. to call it anything else. Like, I'm sure that Disney said, just make what you want. Like, just make it good. And I'm sure that there's already conversations about the Metacritic average this game has. Like, well, I'm sure there's uh, conversations yeah. about that before it came out. <laughs> so, like, does, I I imagine that Disney is not thrilled, like, with the critical reception. Well, I mean, I, but the, have, has the critical reception really affected sales? Is the bigger I, question. TBD tomorrow. By the time this episode's <laughs> live, we'll know because MPD is tomorrow. Ah, uh-huh. uh, and Xbox almost assuredly did not come out on top for MPD. MPD Even it'll be tough November? though because MPD doesn't release. Uh, uh, today yeah. they put they reinstated Origin. their $50 yeah. off all Xboxes. Oh thing. that's right. So that suggests to me that they got their MPD data and they're like you know what let's try for December instead. Man. Womp. 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 Anyway I'm so having fun with Battlefront. Are you text- still playing it? Yeah, Altano keeps texting me like all of his like. He, so in Battlefront, it's so cute that he's found a multiplayer game he wants to play. Right, but he, yeah. Altano doesn't ever fucking play with us. Like he'll hop in the game with us, but he's never on the mic. It's infuriating. Get yeah. So he just wants to be in this map supposedly with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So Altano's been really going hard on the diorama stuff in the game. Oh god, like, this diorama. It's that, so bad. It's super static, and it's like if you go into it. There are a bunch of little. It's basically like action figures of like a little Leia and an Emperor Palpatine and a Slave One. It's like something so forgettable that it's not even worth mentioning in a review or anything. Right, and nobody did. I've never even heard of it because I haven't played Battlefront. You collect figurines and then you can pan past them by accomplishing ridiculous things like flying in a ship for ten hours or getting like a bajillion kills. So Brian just gets in a ship and avoids being killed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Altana keeps texting me all the updates from his diorama. I'm like, how the fuck did you get Boba Fett? That's I'm not gonna commit to whatever. I need to get Boba Fett. God. Yeah, it's like get a kill with every weapon on every map on both sides. It's like the conditions are crazy. I found bad, the one guy who hasn't done that. I shit was gonna before, say I, I was like yeah. a paid consultant on that game, and I I, I didn't even mention that in the report I wrote. I <laughs> yeah, like, why would you? I was like, it's so like it was forgettable. It's like the worst collectible system, mm. you know? Like I don't know. Completely. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would have been better if like. Maybe they allowed me to gather chess pieces for my for my board, and then when I got them all, I could play against like a really rudimentary like that animal, sounds perfect. animal chess game. Perfect. Mm. Sounds like a Riddler trophy system for fucking Battlefront. But I'm saying where I could actually play the game, you know? Like, yeah, I, but uh, I, yeah, now I, I got the little yeah. creature that Chewbacca. make it, make it like Star Wars Battle Chess. Yes, <laughs> super. I love that. Battle Chess. I love is that Battle not Chess. Out right now, uh, like how is a that Battle Chess Club? Yeah. yeah, there was on 360. I think Deep Silver did it. Right, but I mean, like, no, like, how is how are they not doing like a licensed iOS battle? There chess is game? a Warhammer uh, 40k yeah. uh, battle chess. Oh, yeah, oh there right. was. Yeah, there is, and it is straight up just chess with 40k pieces, and they're animated when they kill each other. Nice. Did so. you ever play a uh, laser chess? No. It's uh, did it involve it's, actual lasers? It, sort of. It's like chess, only some pieces are uh, mirrors, uh, splitters, and reflectors. And you can use them to set up barriers and to kill people. I uh, it was really cool. I want to play uh, the Star Trek three tier chess. 
Because there are rules. <laughs> there are for that. rules for is it. Is that yeah, for real? People, yeah. People made it. Well, uh, people retconned it's the same. Th- it's the same thing. There are rules for Sabak because yeah, someone right. made it. Right. Like, Sabak is canon again, by the way. Well, that doesn't surprise me. They talk about <laughs> Sabak in the films. No, they do not. No. Never. They never say Sabak. Nobody ever says Sabak. They never talk about how Han won the Millennium Falcon. They never say the word Sabak, to my knowledge. Well, it's in the comics, though. Not canon. Well, it, it is comics now. Comics are canon. The, the new, new ones, comics. yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's where they talk about it. <laughs> yeah. New comics are canon. Don't pull that shit on me. <laughs> I don't know. What new comics. Believe. I don't know, man. Who knows? Who knows? In like five years, what they decide is not canon. Prequel movies. Get well, they, they don't need to do that anymore. They now have the official branding for that. Star Wars Legends. Legends. So they can make a legend anything they want. Do you think want. it is possible that they make the prequel films Legends? No. They'll no. never do that. I don't, I don't think they would. Because either. that would just hurt sales. And they'll always... Even if people dislike those films generally, they will still buy re-releases mm-hmm. in various formats. I will. I like those movies. Yeah, you do. But I'm saying there are other people that they will still be able to charge $150 so here's for the, the box thing. set. Here's the has- fucking insane, crazy, hard truth that nobody wants to admit. This movie is really popular. They have a lot of fans, and they will continue so well for the rest of the time. And they're popular with people who <laughs> grew want up their parents them. to buy toys. Yes. So kids who grew up on them, like kids younger than me. Crazy hardcore Star Wars fans like me and my dad. I, I work with some people that were like, I was 12 when I saw the first one, and I liked it. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, that makes sense. You were 12. Yeah. yeah. And, like, those movies were definitely engineered more toward kids, but... I like the pod racing. And I think the success of the Clone Wars, which was a massive show, like, one of the biggest cartoons oh, yeah, oh, yeah. is good for everyone. Wars is and great. Rebels, which is continually growing. And that's prequel stuff. Yeah. I really want to watch Rebels. Well, like, Rebels honestly, is closer to New Hope. Honestly, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about Clone Wars. If yeah, you yeah. watch Clone Wars, it actually makes the prequel movies better. Oh, yes. because, because all of a sudden you're like, well, that part when Obi-Wan is, like, betrayed by the clone guy... And you were like, that was his best friend. He and Cody were super tight. You've been tight for years. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden he just turns and shoots you. Well, and also like they did the best possible job they could to humanize Anakin Skywalker in a way that makes his turn a little more believable. Like his relationship with Padme a lot. He's really likable. Like that is the best incarnation of Anakin by far. Totally. He's awesome in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Lanter is a saint. (laughs) Doing God's work, turning Anakin into a great character. Yeah. And Dave Filoni would trust. I really think, like, the, this is, like, way off topic. I think the prequels is the best thing to ever happen to that franchise. Like, obviously, the original three are just uh, perfect, but... They're not, though. I God know. damn it. I know. Uh, but the prequels, like, revitalized Star Wars in a big, bad way. Introduce a ton of really new, interesting stuff to the canon that people who hate the prequels still, f- like, talk no, about. No, I, I mean, I, I think that they may, like, they... They introduced like extended fiction to the like the mass audience in a way. I think the only thing exist. that uh, yeah. I think those movies would be vastly better with a lot more people if they had just never tried to demystify the force. Yes, you know what I mean. So the thing I was thinking about this today actually, like trying to quantify the force with a scientific mathematical thing, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense that somebody who is force sensitive would not just feel that. Well, like, why do you need a, a, a little readout to tell you that Anakin is force sensitive? Like, you're feeling it. Well, some it should people, be really if intense, if they're not right? In, if they're not in tune with the force, but Qui Gon is. And no, but I, I'm saying, I'm saying, all... the practitioner isn't oh, okay, in tune with the okay. force. Then it's like you don't necessarily sense it in them. Also, like, there was multiple times where they said that they didn't, that they felt like the force was like, bl- like they were blind to something. Oh yeah, the Emperor was all clouded. Yeah, in their oh shit. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, the fact that they run around with blood testing machines. I can't machines. believe I just said that. God damn it. So. <laughs> they're all, I mean, Jedis, Jedis are like diabetics. There's like fucking bathrooms where you can dispose of your 
midichlorian testing swabs. <laughs> of your sharps? Yeah. Just, <laughs> God. Is there a Jedi sharps disposal? I'm sure there's a Jedi sharps disposal. <laughs> Fucking garbage. No, I'm, I'm, an, I'm not a big fan of the midichlorian thing either. Personally, you know, the force. Yeah. You know, because literally Yoda was like, size doesn't matter. And then it's like, well, what if I got more blood than you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's got more midichlorians, fucker. <laughs> yeah, so. what if Yoda was five times as big? Would his midichlorian count be bigger? I mean, in theory, right? <laughs> or is it the same number of midichlorians? Of course, is it like, is Yoda's proportion no, just there's, like crazy high? Well, he's okay, now it's all legends, but there is definitely <laughs> yeah. stuff of people, of people transfusing blood with midichlorians and shit in the legend stuff. Wait, so if you're like midichlorian high and i have nothing could i take could you give me a blood transfusion for a very would, brief amount of time but and i would, would have some force sensitivity. sensitivity wow so what if i like it's this it's, is it's like, like what if like, you gave me like one of your blood yeah it's like yes exactly what exactly. if you give me one of your kidneys oh uh, no because kidneys just clean blood it doesn't you know <laughs> so mar- a bone marrow transplant boom <laughs> but uh are we painting is this uh, pain you anthony to even man, like, when, entertain uh, this conversation well, I guess right. when my fiance went through a bone marrow transplant, we should have got a Jedi on the other end. Yeah, I mean, technically you powers. could have if you had just gone to the UK to get a blood transfusion. Um, what? That's a reli- like a recognized religion in the UK. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And they had uh, oh, just like the because there's just like you know enough people sign a dumb petition, it becomes real. Yeah. I also I don't know it's if not people like in realism, America fully understand how legit. much ownership the UK feels over Star Wars. Like it's a little weird. To be fair. That London studio, man. Yeah, it's Pinewood. Like, yeah. It's a Pinewood thing. Like, yeah. they consider it, like, theirs. Just, like, they, they feel the same way about Alien. They also feel that way about America. Well, Good point. still. Yeah, well, I'll teach them. <laughs> <laughs> Do although they really they, want us at this, this point, point No, I was going to say, at this point, they're probably like, nope, not mine. DNA test. I bet there are more British actors in Star Wars by a country mile than there are American. Mm, I doubt that. Like think of the like number union, of... union wise. I'm saying there's no, a lot of... actually, like there there's a pretty strict like casting requirements for for UK film production. Like especially if, like it's a thing at Pinewood. Like a lot of movies filmed at Pinewood have a. Ton there's of plenty of American shows. buttholes just walking around in the background. Definitely like, stack this crate, move this crate. <laughs> but I bet most of those people are British. You know what I'd like to know from J.J. Abrams? Uh, hmm. How much like time he lost during tea breaks? Man, I bet that's for real. I'm I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like if you as watch, much as a coffee break. If you watch, no, it's it's di- like the no, because tea time rules, is sanctioned. Yeah, the the union rules are very different. Like, so if you watch uh, the making of documentary, this for is aliens, one of those times where I'm like, unions are fucking so dumb. If you if you watch the <laughs> making of documentary for aliens, like James Cameron was constantly fighting with the people on set about tea time because they would always like they would get everything lit and they would have all the smoke and mist and shit ready for shooting. And then like the doors on stage would open and this lady would roll through with like the, the the biscuits and stuff (laughs) for tea time. Collective bargaining does many great things, but sometimes so fucking you guys got to buy our fucking sodas for $8. Get fucked. We had to do, we had to do that when we were shooting an event at the Moscone center, which is the convention center here in town is like, we had to use all like, our crew was non-union, but that meant that we had to have a union shadow who basically just hung out with us and got paid to hang out with us. Yeah, it's and, a cush job. And it was like, 
usually you have to have one shadow for every non-union person you had, but we struck like this different deal with it and stuff like that. And <laughs> the they were simultaneously awesome because I because they knew it and I could, they knew this the Moscone Center and I could be like, hey, I need this to happen. They'd be like, we'll make that happen for you, and bam, it would happen. And I didn't have to track down the right people or anything. And then on the other times, it'd be like, it's time for lunch. We have a shoot right now. Well, you can't go to your shoot because none of us can come with you because it's time for lunch unless you want to pay for penalties. Yeah. <laughs> right, but it, so, well, that's also why, like, people in the film industry that are in unions still earn a living wage and why, like, special effects workers are all, like, getting laid <laughs> off and going out of business because yeah. they're not unionized. Exactly. They're, so, you know, it's like anything else. There's, like, great things that they've done and there's some bad shit that happens along with it, too. Like, every, every non-union employee in Hollywood gets exploited like crazy. So Yep. That's why they started the unions to begin with. So they could do their own exploiting. And I'm non-union because I like being exploited. Me too. How did we get here? Uh, Matt, Star have Wars. you played Pinewood? I have. Um, other, I did play some more Fallout over the weekend, but uh, the most awesome thing that actually happened uh, happened to me was... Uh, In Fallout? Yeah. And uh, sorry, my, my brain isn't working real well this evening. Um I was on a mission and I walked up to this little suburban area that had been taken over by super mutants. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is where I need to go for my mission. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And then... Super mutants and turrets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when I was rolling up, this group of raiders attacked the super mutants. And they started fighting each other. And it was like, I'm high enough level now that there was like a couple of legendaries in, on either side that were fighting back Those and forth. Those are the named guys, right? Yeah, uh, they have a star. They just say legendary and they yeah. have a star next to their name, yeah. It just tells and, you that they'll drop something like with stats. Exactly. Right. And the uh, and I saved my game because in the distance, and I saw coming towards us, was a Brother of Steel Vertibird. <laughs> and so like I'm like... I like where this is going. I yeah. was like, this is going to be amazing. And so... Uh, Did you just like I ping just, it? <laughs> no, no, I just watched. And like it flew in and it got close enough and it's just started laying into the Raiders and the super mutants with both of its side guns, like flying around in circles, like a, uh, um, uh, uh, brotherhood of steel guys, like jumped out. I never knew that they jumped out. They deploy. Yeah. He did totally deployed and like fell Whoa. out of the copter, landed on the ground and like just started like laying into people with like an automatic laser gun. And you saw like a fucking like. SEAL Team 6 raid. <laughs> and like, game. I didn't do a thing. This whole, this just happened while I just happened to be in this one location wow. at the right time. And uh, I was like, I was like, man, that was so fucking cool. And I quick, and I quick loaded and watched it again. <laughs> and like the second. Did it happen the exact same way? No. Uh, the second time, uh, the vertebrate got shot down by a super mutant with a missile launcher and like crashed into the ground and there was giant vertebrate pieces everywhere and like dead bodies of raiders underneath and like it was, uh, you know, just... Either these... way, you pick up the loot. That's the exactly. kind of scenario I could watch play out a thousand different times <laughs> in a thousand different ways and it was... be entertained every time. Oh my God, it was crazy. It's, it's exactly what, it's exactly one of those things that make you realize that Fallout is a game about interacting systems so and those were three systems that or more systems probably we if you look this, underneath the hood that were just all meshed yep. and i happened to be there to see it we got this Love one email shit. from colin who says why are bethesda's games notoriously buggy whereas something like grand theft auto is almost 
as complex but runs solidly. Not and true it's it's not as complex. All. There's like you can't there's a lot of Grand Theft Auto is completely uninteractive. And buggy. And it's like and it's still buggy, but it's like you can't pick up every object yeah. and every object isn't doing physics calculations when it's being interacted with and then that type of thing. Like yeah. citizens in general, they react to you mm-hmm. in a car, but they don't really react to each other. And they, they definitely they sort of do with cops and criminals, yeah. and but kind of. Like but they don't have like. The, but I'm saying like Fallout has a much more complex AI system of yeah. enemies and allies and stuff right. that are going on. And even then, like even on a smaller scale, like when you're doing weird shit in Fallout that you can't do in GTA, like when you grab forty five newspapers and you're just like, <laughs> I'm gonna just fill this dude's house with fucking newspapers, <laughs> and you just drop all of your trash in his house. Like, how does that dude respond to the fact that he can't move anymore in his own home? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff is just weird and fascinating like when that dude filled that cheese wheel house full of cheese wheels in skyrim really? that was the best <laughs> he went and he found every cheese wheel in skyrim <laughs> he's probably duping uh no no like he, i think he this sought was, them this out this is his like weird hoarder quest oh like he made himself i'm gonna find every cheese wheel and put it in this building and like they stay there it is fucking permanent so he just went and kept on putting cheese in there yep to the ceilings <laughs> right so that's why you see weird buggy shit to the windows the game to the walls constantly remembering Cheese wheels. Well, and my uh, and uh, my uh, my friend Chris, which I think I mentioned uh, last week or the week before, who like uh, you know min maxes every game he ever plays. uh, (laughs) He uh, he collected. He said it. You you never know. You never realize how much money it actually takes to fill a bathtub until you try to do it and fall out. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, is he collecting like pre-war he, money? He collected all the pre-war money he could find and just kept wow. throwing it in a bathtub to fill up a bathtub with it. That's and he's fucking like, it took great. way longer than I thought it would. Did he do it, though? <laughs> he did it. That's yeah. cool, because it is actually like their individual objects, right? I mean, yeah. There was a lot of there were a lot of stories about like when this came out. Like I think it was maybe Wired that did interviews or maybe Game Informer and then everybody else picked it up. Is that like the way that they build their games, like the way that they're able to make the worlds that they do as big as they are with as much detail and nuance as they have is like that means that there are going to be bugs like all the crazy shit that you can do like all the the possible it's impossible to test it all and it's not just that it's just like they they have things in the game that they know work sort of wonkily because they want you to be able to at least say you did it yeah Mm -hmm. at a certain point Mm -hmm. they also just have to accept like, in addition to that, where it's like, oh, that's fucked up, but kind of cool. Let's just leave it. Like, there are things that are like, well, that's fucked up, but, man, we got to ship a game. It's been six years. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, that's why that, that's why at Studios you have things called showstoppers or things that are called, like, shippable. shippable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, some producer has to go through there and be like, well, it breaks the game. It does. But... It will happen maybe one in two thousand things, and, it and it's going to cost tw- it's going to cost sixty man hours. And everything mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. shippable bugs. Yeah, and also every game is experiencing bugs like every second that aren't fatal, yeah. like non fatal bugs that like just make something go a little funky for a well, second. Yeah, it's like you when you see, see a body physics spaz out through, or even stuff or, you don't see. Like there's probably like, shit happening yeah. under the hood or behind the scenes or around the corner that you're just not seeing. Like, have you had any idea how much your phone, your computer, or your tablet had a, a I mean, non-fatal it, serious system error, you might crap yourself. Let's put it this way. You still see bugs in Dota where like someone sets down an item in a particular spot. Dota's just, a bad example. And you just, just, no, but Dota's my a great point, example. My point is, is that Dota's been being worked on. You see Zeus bolts in well, Roshan's pit. For like, I'm saying that like Dota isn't a completely new client. 
right now. Like the well, even then, totally, like, but I'm saying even then they were working on it for years and it would right. still have bugs. And right. it's yeah. one map. Like you can see Zeus's arc lightning. It's one map. Fog of war. But there are so many systems again working yeah. in complexities, like all these powers, all the ways that they could work and in I'm conjunction like with one another. I'm sure that there are bugs in like World of Warcraft, and that game has existed. I mean, for, like I said, I found know, a bug years. in Starcraft. All right, mm-hmm. and they probably have Activision's QA department behind them, so it happens. Yeah, it's an inevitability. You know, the performance stuff is the bigger bummer in those games. Like, not Which, that they're game crashing yeah. bugs, but the performance Supposedly stuff. Supposedly, they've they've added some performance yeah, they, improvements bugs, today. The patch notes suppose, specifically said improves performance in the Corvega assembly plant. Which took a pretty big shit when I played it, to so, be fair. So. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, I guess I'm glad I've been running on a our high end PC at work because I haven't noticed any they've, performance. They fixed some PC I, bugs as well. On PC I've ran yeah. into a few times where I've run into I, some I start to realize where if I, I start I it crashes when I start conversations occasionally. Oh so, really? But only oh, after like weird. four hours of play. Mm. So it's like it's like almost consistent, like four hours in, maybe there's a memory leak or something and all yeah. of a sudden the game's like <laughs> The only thing that I've noticed and I've done this a couple of times because you know, like I'll go into the office in the morning and I'll play Fallout for like an hour and then I'll start working and I like didn't leave and i left the game on or whatever yeah and then i'll wake up my pc and I'm like oh shit i've been in the game for <laughs> 12 hours oh well and i'll start playing again and it'll have like these micro stutters yeah that won't go away until i like completely Reboot, yeah. quit out of the game and start the game up again but yeah. you know they're that, not that's as much of a that could be as much a pc issue as another reason i issue. think too that uh grand theft auto is a more polished game in some ways just like to give them credit where credit is due is because they also have all multiple studios working on that game. Mm-hmm. Like Bethesda Game Studios is the studio that makes like Fallout, and you know. But they, it's not like they go and to Arcane and they're like, Arcane, yeah. help us make this game. And they you know? scale up like very li- like in very small increments. Yeah, there's a reason you never hear about like ah oh, Fallout shipped massive layoffs at Bethesda. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. it's also like those. That's the same team that made Skyrim, that made Oblivion, that made like. And their turnover the rate is really really low. Yeah, like. Like, industry-wide turnover is super high from game to game. Yeah, well, I mean, if yeah. you were going to work at Bethesda and go out there to work with them... You better have some job security. Yeah, because otherwise, where are you going to go to work when they lay you off? Like, <laughs> you're going to move. So, And not on the same coast. Yeah. yeah. Not not a whole lot of game studios around Maryland. No, I know. I mean, I mean not just Maryland. Like, like uh, you know, it's like... I always think about that. I was having conversations about that today with people. I was like, you know, it's, owning a house in the Bay Area is tough. I can see why some people are like... Yeah, I'll go work for fucking high res in Georgia because um, Epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's in North Carolina because you can own a house. Yep. I mean, I guess at least at Epic, there's like Red Storm nearby. If you had to work somewhere else there, oh, I didn't even realize that. Well, there's there's also- like there's like the the there's some kind of triangle there of like tech and military. There's also Bosque. industry, right? So so the reason that like developers can be there is because there's like such crazy internet Tax infrastructure. And mm-hmm. tax tech. breaks, like Insomniacs yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah I was gonna say that uh, oh, yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago when I complained about San Francisco internet access and prices or whatever, I got a couple people tweeting at me. This like they were like, "Hey, just come on down to Kansas City. It's great here." I'm like the old level designer of Blacklight is now the senior level wow. designer of Lawbreakers. Who? Our old the old level designer I worked with on Blacklight is now the level designer on Lawbreakers. Nice. Nice. So, uh, so the, is it Tencent investing in that game? Yeah, yeah I Next think on. so. Next, Next on. on. So the other thing I did, which just started last night, is the Sparrow Racing League in Destiny. You gold yet? And I don't even know if that's a thing. Super fun. I like. What's your uh, MMR? What's that? Nothing. What's your Sparrow oh, Racing MMR? Uh, the uh, 
clearly whoever i mean destiny already had a little bit of like a wipeout aesthetic in its ui design well and even um, the shape of the sparrows was very like wipeout yeah yep. you know? and but this like but this is like it's plain like the from the way the the startup sequence goes when you go to a track to you know so they've the built bespoke say, tracks they built distinct tracks that only that you can only get to by selecting the Sparrow Racing League. Do they have in cool shit in them, like weird boost pads and mushrooms yes. and so, lightning bolts? And so the way that the banana so the, peels, <laughs> not banana peels. Uh, it, it is not Mario Kart, but it is uh, very wipeout in the sense that it has these boost gates that you have to fly between, and you get a boost and like. Uh, you're trying to go from, you know, you're trying to hit them in sequence as Am much as possible. Am I doing sweet jumps? The great thing, actually, Good there, question. there, there, are, Important there question. are jumps. Are they sweet? They're not that sweet because because jumps on a sparrow are kind of like floaty and weird, and they don't change that for these tracks. I found some fucking sweet jumps on Mars. There are some, there are some like really interesting like over like there's crazy shortcuts because you did like the the dangerous like you'll just barely make it fast so, and the furious jump. Well, so the shortcuts like uh, there's only like one really good shortcut. The other shortcuts really just seem like a different way down the track. You don't really like gain or lose that much. Um, there's one really awesome jump that uh, I don't know why you would use it because it doesn't seem to actually gain you anything. But I tried it, but I hit it once almost by accident. There's this one section on the race that's on Venus. There's only two races. Venus uh, and Mars. There's Venus and Mars. And the one on Venus, there's this area where you fly off of a cliff, and it's definitely the longest drop out of either of the two tracks, and you land into this valley below. But if you hit the boost and you hit this rock on the side, of, and you hit this little rock thing on the side, you boost into the air, and there's this uh, fallen drop ship that I've actually hit a couple times just coming off the coming off the cliff because i was like in the wrong area but if you hit this rock you can, you can actually it. fly on to the top of the dropship, and it has like a little track like built onto the back of it what that you can then like ride along and then you fly off the back of it and then you go all the way down you land on the ground in it and like i said it doesn't really get you anything like the but times that i cool. did i was in first place and by the time i landed i was in second place so right. you know as long as you don't die because like, apparently die. dying loses. If you look like if you wreck, don't you lose like some kind of like you don't lose anything for wrecking. the same shit. Let me no, ask it's you. like you like the stuff you get for the like dying in the crucible. Like if you die in the crucible, you lose some kind you of die like, for real. I have two questions no. for you. No, Is, there's, there's nothing that if, uh, can I hurt players. Uh, you can bump you can bump them out of the way. Yeah, you, can like, I road rash? Yeah, but so can I like can I like pod no. race bump them where they're gonna be like. You know, like, yes, if you hit them into something. Oh, really? Sick. Yeah. But they have to hit it going pretty quick, and they have to hit it just about head on. Yeah. But because the sparrow physics are always kind of floaty. Yeah. Uh, you'll just kind of bounce a lot of times. Yeah, deflect. you'll bounce a lot of times, but that can also fuck you up because you can roll over, and if you roll over, you just blow up. Oh, uh, yeah. If you good. get off your sparrow for any reason, including jumping off manually, you just blow up. <laughs> that's smart. Uh, that allows them to not. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But when you but when you blow up, you spawn back in like, you know, maybe a second later and you're right. going again. Uh, um, so it, it has a really interesting method to try to keep the races interesting, because, you know, if, if you end you up like missing a, a few gates or whatever and somebody ends up ahead of you, they don't they clearly didn't want the situation where the pack is super spread out and the winner is determined like halfway through the first map. Yeah. So. Depending on how far back you are in the pack, uh, the gates that you go through are actually wider. So you can take a more ideal path 
through so the, the person gates. that's in first has to be, really be on top of their shit to stay in first exactly that's and cool. uh, it definitely keeps the pack tighter now the uh I think probably just because people are just starting at it or whatever, or maybe I just got a particularly like newbish batch of pairs that I played with a lot last night. But uh, I did really badly for a little while. I completed a couple of the quests, got a new Sparrow, which had a lot better handling. And uh, then I won uh, I 15 matches consecutively first place. I didn't realize that there were different Sparrows. I thought everyone was on. Uh, in the main no, game, there's, there's lots of different Sparrows They're now. different by like... Well, I, I knew there was different Sparrows, but I thought they were just aesthetic. Most of them are. There's one Sparrow that's a, a reward from one of the old raids called Timebreaker, which actually has an extra boost that you can do, which boosts his top speed. But mm. if you hold it in too long, you'll explode. Nice. Um, uh, so that was the one that I was using initially, but it actually has really terrible handling, especially when you're boosting. And it and turns out that handling and not dying will get you in first place better than boosting. Right. Relying on everyone else to go right. right. first. Why are you doing this? Uh because I wanted to see what it was like, and then it turned out to be really fun. But no, but is that it? Is that the only reason to do it? Like, oh, I guess- no, it, it has rewards. You know, like, uh, the, it's a little bit of a mystery what kind of rewards you're going to get. Uh, but you can get this thing called uh, a race book, uh, which actually costs... Sounds like something totally different. It's, it's totally... I got, I got a few it's, of those. It's a little, it's a little bit like... <laughs> Special a, meeting in my house if you want. want. <laughs> it's a little bit like a... Uh, Me and the realists. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, I think it's a little bit like a Dota compendium um, where like it's this it's a real money thing that you can buy for this event only. And then you okay. complete certain challenges. And if you complete those challenges, you get rewards. So there's actually a bug right now, which they're going to fix, where that if you preview the, the item in the item seller and you preview the awards that you get, if you've already completed the challenge, you get the award. I think they fixed that today. So, yeah, it makes sense that they would fix it that real quick. Of course, you know, like, this happened, I found out this day while I was at work and couldn't take advantage of the free awards. So, like, you know, you become the Sparrow champion, right? Like, is, is there any sort of, like, notoriety to you, like... You roll up on the course, and they're like, People oh, shit, let's theory. race pinks. Let's race pinks. People ask the theories, but nobody knows yet. Got to have get to race for pinks. Yeah, right? Yeah. Your sparrow versus his <laughs> sparrow. A. And the, uh, but I, you know, I've gone through a bunch of the, because I got so many wins in a row, I basically just blew through the quest line in, like, two and a half, oh, three I'm hours. Not. I'm good at sparrow for, um, Well, I am now. Fifteen wins in a row. But but what I, what I think is going to happen, you know, is like, because this is an event for like two or three weeks, right? Is What I think is going to happen is toward like a couple days from now, I'm not going to win any races because it's going to be so good. This isn't a permanent thing in the game. No. It'll come back. But it's like the Iron Banner where it only comes back every so often. But you can always play multiplayer games, right? You can always play multiplayer so games. So is Iron Banner where you go in with your equipment? Yes, Iron Banner uh, is where your light level and your equipment actually matters. So that's okay, but it's yeah. interesting that, that okay, I just didn't know that they would take away. And Iron away. Banner is like once once a month. See, but you can always play multiplayer. I just didn't know that yeah. they would take away the ability to do. Yeah, the Sparrow, you know, Sparrow Racing races. League is a is a temporary event. And there's even there's even some missions that are attached to it. Like if you go to the person who gives you the missions for the Sparrow Racing League, she says uh she gives you some missions in the regular Destiny game to like go kill shit or whatever because she's like uh yeah the the guardians or the whoever the lead guardians are only said i could do this if i didn't distract guardians totally from all their other duties so <laughs> if you can like make me look good by going out and doing these other real world missions too that'd be great but one of the things that i actually really like is uh you you can get so at the end of every race no matter how good you did uh you have the same chance to get gear 
and you always get something like a mode of light or a strange coin or a basic piece of gear but they have a bunch of armor shaders that look really cool yeah and the racing gear looks super cool like uh, you get things that are specifically for racing and they'll have like is it like crucible gear where you can also use it during raids and shit it there's so there's some that actually have stats that are like light level, level 280 but you'd never use them because right. the because per, the perks are, are like specifically mm-hmm. related to sparrow racing but there's other suits that have no stats at all <laughs> and they just look really cool all right. so you just wear them to look like a badass racer I mean, it's funny watching mitch like listen to this like he's gonna do any of this when there's a dota patch hitting next week you've got a week racingly you've got a week to do it yeah and like uh, it's also it's also really cool because the races are six person uh but you can fire team it so you can go in <laughs> with all six friends and you, you six of you can just race each other over and over and over again for rewards yeah the same rewards that That's you would cool. get anyway yeah Sweet. so you could cheat it matt let me win this one well he said yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter. if you wanted to go through the chat oh yeah well yeah it doesn't matter for the rewards that you get at the end oh, but, okay uh, but i could challenges you, but i mean i could probably let you cheat it if you wanted to get to a specific challenge or something yeah, yeah. sure but we like, win five in a row or whatever the fuck. but i think that's kind of i think that's kind of the point of this one is that it's not so much about like uh, you know, like your win loss ratio or your yeah. ranking or whatever. Well, it's also it's, like tied so intrinsically to just Sparrow Racing League that if you yeah. cheese it, it's not really like you're creating a problem for anybody right. else. Supposedly, like uh, it'd be cool there, if they introduce random enemies or something. Actually, there it. are enemies. That's the that's the other thing is that so there's two other really cool mechanics in the Sparrow Racing. So you have uh, you can hit uh, left or right bumper. And uh, you can boost left and boost right, which is really important to cornering tightly, but also like side slamming people. You can side slam people. It's not like nearly as impactful as maybe you'd want it to be. It's more like you 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 push into each other, uh, and if and you can move people out of the way. And I've been pushed out of the way and pushed off my path and died and everything. So it does work, but it's not really that combat intensive. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you have a limited amount of fuel of that. So, and it's a little indicator down below and you can do like four of them before you're out and you can watch it slowly recharge. It recharges faster if you go through the gates. Um, but it becomes really important to being able to corner correctly and get that best line down the track. The other thing is, is that both of the tracks are populated with enemies and they're always shooting at you. In fact, like Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And like, even if you're in like, and if you get into first place, even your ghost says, you do realize that if you're in first place, everybody's going to be shooting at us, right? And that's actually what happens is like everybody's shooting at is you Is there a life first. bar on your sparrow? There is a life bar and uh, you do have shields. And I have gotten killed by the enemies before because like I missed a couple red gates right at a critical spot where people were like lobbing like huge things at me and i got hit a bunch and then i got stuck on a wall and i got blown up you know and i've i've seen other people get blown up in front of me and it also has environmental hazards you know like not just cliffs and ravines but on mars there's these enormous like spinning three-bladed fan things that like uh will totally fuck you up and flip you over if you hit them wrong if you hit them directly you just blow up um so it has it has like lots of I mean, the the track design is actually fun. That's the thing. I was yeah. afraid that it would be... Because I've driven the Sparrow around so much around the rest of the game, obviously. And I'm always trying to, like, you know, cut corners and make it as fast as I can from point A to point B to maximize my efficiency in the game. Uh, and to have those skills actually put into a racetrack environment, I wasn't sure would translate. Because driving... Because, you know, racing down the paths as a Sparrow in the regular world is kind of like whatever. 
but it turns out uh, it's actually a solid racing mechanic. They need to do sweet nice. loops. Yeah, they do. Just turn it into yeah. Jet Moto. It needs to be yeah, tracking. Turn it into basically. Jet Moto. Turn it into Wipeout. You know, that's fine. Give me a PS4 motion controls. Ugh. Oh god! <laughs> I loved motion controls and wipeout. It was so much fun. Was Mitch, it? Tell me about Uncharted Four multiplayer. I only played a couple matches, so I don't have like a super well informed opinion of this yet. But it why seems did real you silly. only play a couple matches? It, huh? Why did you only play a couple matches? <sighs> Mostly time, but also interest. Um, it seems really silly. It is really silly, and I played a lot of the Last of Us multiplayer, which I played one match. I remember was that. Like, I played like I'm two rounds, and I was like, "The Last of Us multiplayer has cool systems. It does, not so so great with the controls or the shooting." <laughs> I really liked the Uncharted uh, 2 and 3 multiplayer. Uncharted 2 multiplayer was really interesting when it came out because you were like, oh, I've never played something where I can do so much clambering over everything. Yeah. And it was third person and you could like pull people off ledges. And or like someone might behind. come from way up above and tackle you. Like stuff like that yeah. was cool. And, and that the, kind of stuff is here and it's cool. Especially it, because the... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, does it have the thing that I always thought was really cool in the Uncharted multiplayer? And I actually don't know if it's in The Last of Us. Where you can throw a grenade anywhere that your reticle is pointing, like blindly around a corner. It was a really cool mechanic. Oh, uh, I didn't try. Yeah. Anyway, mostly because I spent the two matches learning how to. I was gonna say, well, now it's, now it's got a bit stuff, more yeah. of the thing we see a lot more. Right, the heroes are heroes. Right, they have no. hero abilities. Uh, uh, so kind of, it's not abilities. I can't remember like when how you they... see it when you see a Drake. You're like, oh, Nathan Drake will no. do this. No? No, okay. I don't think so. So there's the supernatural stuff, which is an equipable perk. Uh, and it's like when you earn enough money, it's like the Counter-Strike wheel. You just say, okay, I want to open it up. And you can either call in like a support guy, which is like a heavy or a sniper. And they just like literally drop from the sky and appear beside you. And now you have a sniper friend that you place there or a, a elite brute heavy armored guy that has a machine gun here. And they just auto attack. Yeah, they just, if they see an enemy, they unload on them. Mm. Uh, but they can be killed, and if they're not in cover, like, they don't have any, like, preservation at all, at least mm. right now. Um, but yeah, it's like that, and there's, like, you can go into a match saying, I want to, uh, as a secondary bonus weapon, be able to buy, when I have the money, like, a grenade launcher that has six shots or whatever. Mm. Um, but the big thing is the supernatural stuff, and there's one that is, like, a pillar that you drop in an area and it just sends out like swarming ghost things that kill people there's another that is functionally the uav from call of duty there's another one that gives you the ability to just run around very 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 quickly and be on fire like a weird ghost man but i don't believe and i could be wrong that it's tied to characters i'm pretty okay. sure that you say i want to play as sully and as sully you equip whatever cool sunglasses or hats you bought with your in-game <laughs> currency you put on your cool sully uh sombrero and then you equip the machine gun that you want or whatever, and then you just go in. And everyone comes in with a distinct loadout, or there's presets. Uh, but I don't believe it's tied to heroes. Okay. So the gimmick is if you press L1 over basically any ledge, and every level is built to have a lot of like big, long gaps, you basically Spider-Man across it. Huh. You throw the grappling hook at a point above you, you swing, and then you can stay swinging as long as you want. Uh so the grappling hook's the cool new hook uh -huh. in it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was an accident. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. So, yeah, that's the thing is you'll see two dudes fighting on the other side of a ravine, grapple hook over, jump on one of them with that, like, really cool aerial melee thing, take them down, and then just shoot the shit out of the other guy. Uh, it's got the same combat systems you'd expect from Uncharted and previous multiplayers where it's, like, very simple gun combat, melee, traversal. 
but now levels are definitely built more for people to climb and hide and sneak up on you. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff like there will be a pillar and then you can walk around it and there's a Prince of Persia beam that lets you swing across, which could conceivably let you sneak up on someone. Anything and take them in down. that game that increases the amount of time I'm moving and reduces the amount of time I'm shooting would be a welcome change. Are there power weapons in the map? Yes. Uh, no, not on the map. You would buy them. You, oh. you decide which power weapon you want and you buy it. What, is, so is it just deathmatch? What else did you play? Just deathmatch right now. Okay, there wasn't like a... No. It is a very limited beta. I think there's one, maybe two maps. Super, super limited right now. Uh, So all the gimmick stuff is cool, but it's not like The Last of Us multiplayer where I felt like I had this really great development of skills and understanding of the maps and the systems in a way that made me a better player. Here it seems very... And it's fine, but it's like a very casual multiplayer. It's very much... I'm going to go in, I'm going to fuck around, I'm going to make some funny stuff happen, I'm going to have a couple cool takedowns and be done for the night. Uh, A lot of the economy is tied to uh, cosmetic stuff, like emotes, and which are funny, but animated really weird. Like, everything in Uncharted has a very distinct animated look, like it just looks real, Mm -hmm. and these are very not that, like they're really goofy and very, (laughs) like, rigid in a way. Well, I feel that kind of way about Battlefront too, right? Like, uh, Battle, oh, they, Battlefront yeah. has all kinds of, like, emotes. There's an emote now. I didn't know about this. I never found it. I don't know what it is. Every match starts. You know, you probably know what I'm talking about. There's, everyone loads into the match, and there's an emote of someone just going, <laughs> That's the only one I used. <laughs> so when I, when I played at the, when I played at the, uh, pre, the, the thing I went to when I was doing the consulting thing, all I would do is I found it. It's, it's, it's what happened. It, they're, they're acting like they're getting shocked. Okay. And they're shaking their arms <laughs> out and they're going, <laughs> and so I would run up and, and it's just like eight dudes that be in the I would follow my team around and everywhere they went, because everywhere there's that game has like a like range hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would just go behind them when they were trying to like sneak around and just be like, <laughs> and then like the second enemies would start firing at us, I'd run out in front of everyone and just go like this until I died. I just, I constantly follow, I do the same thing. I'll follow people and if we're defending. Anytime there is like a moment where there's no action, like, I was like, fist bump. I've got a really bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> or the fist bump, like, boom, is really good. Yeah, but that one, just the screaming, I would just follow my team around and do it all the time. <laughs> or if amazing. I saw the guy shot me, I'd do it and hope that he'd just think he killed me. There are like 15 <laughs> different actors or the characters, maybe some of the same actors, but like imagine getting 15 different people in the booth and being like, all right, I need you to pretend that uh, you're being electrocuted, <laughs> but you're not dying. It's just like, Sort of ticklish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. More like <laughs> like a like a dying like a turkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah this, these are Murloc sounds. <laughs> that game's real <laughs> dumb. So Uncharted Four has emotes like that, where Drake is like taking selfies or dancing or slapping his butt or whatever. Uh, there's a bunch of cosmetic items. So like when you go in, you'll have a team of five Nathan Drakes, but all of them have different shit on them. Gross. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's heroes versus villains, so it is. You're never going to see like Nathan Drake killing Nathan Drake. It's always like Cutter on one side with Elena against the villains whose names I forget. Mm-hmm. No one remembers villains from that game. Smarmy bad man. <laughs> Smarmy bad man. A the guy with the Russian name. There's the lady with the British name that I wish I remembered because she's fucking baller in Uncharted Three. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. But I don't like it. Doesn't feel substantial to me, and obviously it's a beta, and it's not like. Well, I wish I had more. Does maps. it just make you like think? Why? 
Not completely, but I mean, Uncharted multiplayer always kind of did for me. Like, I never understood the appeal of Uncharted Don't multiplayer. Don't trade me in. The thing is, and is like, yeah. apparently, well, the thing is, is apparently, you know, people played a lot of it. I guess so. You know, they, they updated they, it constantly. They did tons of DLC for it. Like, yep. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think it's just like one of those things where uh, it's, it's an audience uh, that maybe plays those kinds of multiplayer and doesn't really care about other ones right i mean i'd say this is someone who plays like the current ultimate casual multiplayer game battlefront uh but it just doesn't seem like something i'm gonna play just to be clear when you're saying casual you don't mean like in that like oh i'm a hardcore and this is a dirty casual game kind of way you mean casual as in like you don't have to be like super competitive about it that way hop in too much Uh, kind of no it's not even that it's like i don't know i i avoided using this word in my review because it was it just there's no way to say it without coming off as pejorative but disposable Mm. like i always see games like that like uncharted 4 multiplayer uncharted multiplayer in general star wars battlefront things like that where it's like you play it because it's fun, not because you have this like sick unlock system or anything. Right. I even saw Rainbow Six Vegas like this to a degree. I just was very competitive about it. But it's mm-hmm. it's very much go in, have a good time, and retire for the night having accomplished nothing but had a good time. Right. Stuff like that. Right. So I think this could be that, which is fine because, hey, it's Uncharted. It's got cool gimmicks. It's fun to do. It's got silly uh, supernatural stuff in the mix. So it's it's fun, but it's also just fine so yeah. far just fine the uncharted story ign.com ign.com <laughs> uh well i think that's probably gonna do it i got pee real yeah. bad yeah should we take a break no we should probably we just go home yeah okay play some heroes of the storm no we'll be going for more than an hour and a half so oh wow dang well it's a long night twitter exists <laughs> it's a thing that it we are on does if you want to use it because you don't know what Google searches are anymore. That's what I was having a conversation with my friend about. People don't Google search anymore. They just really? check their Twitter feed? Yeah. What's going on today? Boom. Like, people all the time just ask me on Twitter, what's a good Star Wars book? I'm like, motherfucker, well, they, that's what's a good Star Wars that, book? That's, that's not, not a, a Google question. That's yeah, asking. It's that's not, a Google question. Hey, Anthony, no. tell me a good Star Wars book. There's, yeah, it's but like, you have they want an informed person. opinion as someone who is knowledgeable well-read or uninformed Star Wars opinion realm. is the case maybe <laughs> i earned that opinion go figure it out yourself <laughs> go read the courtship of princess leia you garbage monster book's not bad <laughs> oh, it's dear. no true sepakura yeah what yeah like there was plenty of ones like that that you were just like ah like the crystal star or whatever and you were just like oh shoot me in the face Mm-mm-mm. um was Splinter of the Mind's Eye the one where they crushed Chewbacca with a moon? No, Splinter of the Mind's Eye is the one that was an official sequel to the, Star where, Wars. Where Luke and yeah. Leia make out. Because, oh, that's right. Because they didn't know they were sisters. Jedi. They were sisters? Yeah, Luke, <laughs> Luke's whatever gender he wants to be. Fuck off. Uh, it's a new world, Mitch. Jeez. Yeah. He's just Jedi. He that's just, spent one, he just yeah. spent one week in Canada and now he came back all racist. Um, Not totally far off the mark. I mean, you were in a pretty... If we had to pick a part of Canada... I heard some fucking horror stories from my family. Like, you will not believe the shit we heard over Thanksgiving. Wouldn't you, though? Oh, God. Wow, man. Had I been there, there would have been physical violence. (laughs) (laughs) I am really looking forward to being in San Diego for Christmas, by which I mean, I have a hotel room, and I'm not (laughs) staying with family. (laughs) Well played. 
Uh, Twitter, Chuff Money. Mitch is at Mitchy D. Arthur's at A-G-I-S. Matt is a talking orange. You can send your letters to us at letters at eat-sleep-game.com. We will almost certainly read them next week because yeah, we won't yeah. have anything new I to saw talk some about. good ones, but yeah. We'll um, talk about Dota patch notes. Well, save, save the good ones for next week, too. Uh, and then you can check out... Yeah, I plan on trying out Just Cause before next week. So... Um, that game just looks like ridiculous fun. Yeah, yep. that's what I figure. I'll play it for like three days and get my just. Yeah, cause. that's the thing. I think like you'll that. probably play it for an hour and get your just. Cause. I just want to fuck around with the slingshot. Uh, the I don't know. I played, I played several hours of Far Cry just because it. it was dumb fun. You know. Yeah, I feel like Just Cause is more shallow than that, though. Yeah. I don't know. You still take over the bases and stuff, and that's really all I want to do. So once all the bases are taken over, I'll be done. Apparently, that shit gets real tedious, though. So it didn't Far Cry too. Disagree. <laughs> I love bases in Far Cry. There's also so many more bases in Just Cause, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, well... It's like hundreds. I have too many shelters in Fallout. Ow. Yeah, that's why you just have to stop ignoring... You just let... Look, you did enough for those people. Okay, it's time to stop. <laughs> and let them, monitors are hurting my and ears. And let them go that's on their own. <laughs> well, we have to go because Arthur's being babby. So if you want to know how babby's formed, it's formed by wearing earphones. I hope you enjoy yeah. the first episode of Rebel FM where Anthony has said literally no words. They're all gone. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go Polygon read Arthur's review of Rainbow Six Vegas. Rainbow nope. Six. Siege. Siege. <laughs> And you can, uh, he should do a retro review. And then uh, you can go to IGN.com. <laughs> ten out of ten. You can go to IGN.com and read uh, nothing that Mitch does because he just gets make paid to collect anymore. a check. Mm. And uh, you can go play Marvel Heroes. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good game. It's free. We, you can go play Magic now. Maybe nice. by the time you hear this, you could go test Iron Fist. Cool. Maybe nice. So that's cool. Area Five TV is Matt. I don't know if you said that. Yeah, go pay. Go pay him to do things for you. They do good work. Hey, what was this? Can you talk about a thing you did recently? I'm trying to be vague. You were um, talking to me about a very cool project you were doing. That oh, happened. yeah. Yeah, you may have seen the announcement over the weekend at PSX for Res Infinite. There we go. And uh, we worked on the trailer for that. So the, the live action stage uh, video is out right now, uh, which, you know, has a bunch of stuff that we did in it. But that isn't all ours because, you know, they had to switch over to like mm-hmm. Ms. Gucci doing his thing on stage and everything. Uh, but the uh, the trailer that we did um, all of is gonna. It was supposed to come out today, but it's probably gonna come out tomorrow, which would be so. It Thursday. should be live by the time it you should hear be live this. by the time you hear this. Cool. Go find it. So, Go watch yeah. it. Yeah, Res man, cool fucking game. Res Infinite, and we did play it in VR, and we captured footage in VR. Did you do the, bo- the bodysuit? We didn't get the bodysuit. Oh we God. only were wearing the PlayStation VR, and it was fucking amazing. That no that doubt. game is it's unbelievable that like this game that was like came out in 2001 is like the perfect vr experience is it new res or just res it's res okay it's it's just it's it's there's supposed to be like another level or something it's hd area six uh you gotta change your company about new content on stage it's well yeah it's pretty obvious if you if you look at the end of the trailer uh there's like i'm not a res historian not all of us named our company after res okay well that is why we named area five uh but there is like at the end of the trailer there's like this quick like glitchy moment that happens what are you gonna do if there's an area six i already made that joke there isn't an area six they are but there is going to be an area x my ghost because at the end of the trailer it says now loading area x and then it shows like just a quick little bit of what if i basically guarantee by the time this episode goes live you will be Oh. All right. Anyway, so thanks for listening. Out. Go check that out. We out. Yeah. Read a read a book. How anticlimactic. Read a book. Not a Star Wars. Book. Educate yourself. Read a fucking novel.
Girl on the Train's pretty good. Non-canon. <laughs> <laughs>